Hey, Redline Radio listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball Nip. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball Nips and have a great time on the golf course. Hey, how you doing? Tony Wisinski, official Avery of the podcast. Here he is, Frankie Burgess. Say, just fix the, the porch back door so we can have the Miller Lite back out there more conveniently. Hey, how you doing? Love the porch. Love having porch beers. It's mm. always the best. No, the nighttime temperatures I see have been creeping down in the 38, 39 degree range Fahrenheit. And because of that, you could put your great tasting less filling outside for more convenience. It's unbelievable. I'm still wearing shorts, though. Well, I mean, you're a big short guy. Yeah. It's not exact. The day after Thanksgiving, is that when you go to pants yes, full time? Yes, correct. You got it. The day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Uh, it's too bad they don't sell Miller Lite Black Friday, huh? They probably can't do that, though. But, you know, Miller mm-hmm. Lite's always a great fair price anyways. Yeah, it's always their fair price, honest price. There's a reason they don't have these big, fl- fancy, flash sale discounts for Miller Lights because I'm willing to pay perfect retail market price at all times especially now have you heard about miller time moments over football have you heard about this i've heard about it because i know you like jewelry i like jewelry and i like honest beer is it an honest beer it's an honest beer a fair price it's great tasting it's less filling and now they got a collection of six stunning rings set in solid 10 karat gold featuring a microchip inside each ring. You have a microchip in your computer? I do. I got the shortcut computer. I got the microchip computer. And so to celebrate the return of Miller Time moments over football, now that it's football season, Miller Lite created the Miller Timeless Collection. A collection of six stunning rings set in solid 10 karat gold and featuring a microchip inside each ring. This chip can detect when all six rings are together enjoying Miller time and football and unlock free Miller Lite. There is only one six-pack in the ring in existence. Will you be the one to win them for your group? No purchase necessary. Must be of legal drinking age in the U.S. For more information on how to enter and contest requirements, visit MillerTimelessCollection.com. Hey, how you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Chicago sports fans. This is Barstool Carroll. And White Sox Dave. Chief, Howdy. and this is Redline Radio and All Gas No Break Chicago Bulls podcast brought to you by Miller Lite and Barstool Sports Chicago. And as we get into the podcast today, we're going to sound like we're well fed, like we have had a nice, delicious, tasty meal. And why is that, Ed? Because if you're watching on video, which these go up on YouTube now, you can check it out, Barstool Chicago YouTube, go subscribe. Or if you're just watching a social clip, you see these lovely barrels buckets i should say i don't know why i said barrels barrels are big and brown Mm -hmm. right uh buckets of barstool bites is a new initiative by barstool sports um it's a delivery service so you could go to barstoolbites.com or you could download the app in the app store or the google play store um download barstool bites and you get free delivery if you go to uh use that use it on the barstool bites app you get free delivery exclusively for the next 30 days ton of good shit yeah, great wings, tenders. I love a good tender. Why is it? They're delicious. I just I had like six of them while we were filming different things for it, and they're good. Have you always been big on poultry? I like poultry. Yeah, I like, and I like I specifically like chicken tenders. Probably the best. 
These are good tenders. Because if you do tenders, I feel like tenders have a broad range, and the good ones are so respected. Yeah, they are. They, you know what? Um, I think a lot of people might be skeptical. I understand. But we tried it today, and it was really good. Uh, yeah, we did. So, Right? Yeah, I did. I, Dave looks like he wants to talk for like the last minute, and it's been a very slow process to get these words to come out of his mouth. Uh He's a double dipper. People, that's I, I'm not a double dipper. I will get ahead of that right away. We got an order of Barstool Bites at the office this morning. They sent us an absolute shit ton of different sauces. There's sauce for everybody. I was double dipping in my own sauce. You can't double dip your own sauce. Mm-hmm. That's outrageous. Uh, but Chief wanted to slander me, so uh, that's fine. But, um, yeah, it's it's really good. So if you got, like, Football Sunday coming up, uh, if you got, you know, you don't feel like cooking dinner, just fire up any de- third-party delivery app, Postmates, Uber Eats, whatever, it doesn't matter, or download Barstool Bites, the app, and you can find a kitchen near you that will mm-hmm. uh, deliver just about anything. And this is going to be, I mean, you're the guy who likes to post his steps taken on the weekend, which is between mm-hmm. like 4 and 80. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be your move. It's, it's going to be my move. Yeah. It absolutely is going to be my move. I will be consuming even more fried food than i already do at a boy go check and out download the app barstool bites barstool bites download the app if it's not in your market right now we're getting it out there select locations or something you have to download the app to know if you can get it barstool bites all right i there's like something that's going on in my life this weekend that i am bringing to you guys for the first time and i'm absolutely terrified about it What's so that? on sunday this has been flow. I'm going to the NASCAR championship with Large and Phoenix on Sunday. I'm not scared about that. I NASCAR uh I'm sure the protections are are fantastic. What I'm nervous about is I'm flying to Arizona. Do you guys know what happens on Sunday at three AM? Mm. Clocks go back. There's oh, the daylight yeah. savings time and Arizona they doesn't don't do partake, it. Right? And I've got all these fucking Google invites. So it's like be here at this time, check in here, the flight. I have I don't even want to go to Arizona. Right You're now. fucked. <laughs> You're fucked. Like I have, I feel like I'm I'm in like a science fiction movie from like the mid 1980s with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Where you get there and it's like this time. is this is your own personal Y2K. You don't know how the clock's going to reset. This yeah. is how people get whatever lost goes back to, to 1900 instead of 2000, and everything just assumes it's the year 1900, like the start of the in- industrial revolution and all that. Now, I, but you're the fucking expert on Arizona. Yeah, let's go to the guy who's lived there. What do I do? You land and you deal with it. I think it's awesome they do that. I know that Illinois was proposing to do that a couple of years ago. I don't know what happened with that, but I think what the fuck do we? do? I'm out on it. I don't want it. Like some what states can just want? say they don't do it, right? Yeah, yeah I, I want it. Illinois proposed to get rid of it. I want to keep it. Why? Because this is why I changed. My, of course, I was on your side. Why would you not be? It's a no brainer. I was told if it goes down, we're going to be on Eastern Time oh, Zone for that, sports. That was going to be my question. But I don't care about that in the winter. So uh, I do. No, I don't. So you, you want to be up watching games until midnight? After midnight something? Yeah, you what realize games? how late these – the Sox on the West Coast, you think it's bad now? It's going to be awful then. It changes back in, in March, so I don't have to worry about that. No, they never the, do either, I thought. What? They never flip no, the time. If, if, uh, that would be my question because you're either – when you have no time zone, you don't adhere to the daylight savings and you really have two time zones. Yeah. So for TV purposes. So I, I was going to ask you if if it was between Mountain and Central, 
I'm good. If it's between east and central based on the time of year, I'm out on that. So we're going back an hour on Sunday. So at mid or at well at one AM or at two AM it would be one AM because they don't want to like We are counting cards right now, folks. <laughs> um So if we were to go back an hour, we would be on mountain time if we don't do it. So we would only be between mountain time and I don't time. think anybody knows where mountain time is. Arizona on mountain time or Pacific? It depends. Time? Depends See? on the time of year. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the time of year. I'm very happy we're not in a split state. Like that, that's maddening split. for Indiana. I had yeah. a friend in college from the South Bend area, and he's his high school was split. So whenever he would, they, he was right on the time zone between Eastern and Central. Whenever he would go out on a Friday, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'll meet you at 7 p.m. Eastern." And he'd have to differentiate. Yeah, which uh, if you go, I, I've spent many times at the. Uh, Michigan, Indiana casinos there. One of them is Eastern, one is Central. And they're right next to each other. They're, like, so close. Yeah. It's crazy how So you works. can just go back into the future? What's nice is when you go to the Michigan like, one, yeah, it's like, hey, you can leave a little later and you can get the good breakfast sandwiches at the Indiana one, mm, <laughs> which is good. A, that's you know? a nice – why'd you tell everyone that trick? Well – Now there's going to be no breakfast I'm looking out. The people. It's Santa, I can't name them, obviously, because yeah. we have um, – we have interests interest, against yeah. both of those, but the new Buffalo one and the Michigan City one, you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I don't – I feel like if I lived in Indiana with one of these split zones, there should be like a 15-mile buffer zone where they just abandon time. You're on like the half hour? <laughs> no, they're just like, we don't keep time. Yeah. Like you have to go – there's the line you cross, and then they go back to keeping time so that you know – I feel like the buffer zone, if you live there, A, that'd be great. It should also be like a border thing. Like, it you know, it's like when you're crossing thing. over to Wisconsin, this is Welcome Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. There should it does be. Do. They have that. They have a sign that yes. says, hey, you. Yes. Sh- I don't think I've ever seen one. No, yes. I've never seen a time down, zone sign. If you're driving down 80, say from Ohio, no. yes. I'll bet you any amount of money. They'll have the that. clock on the, sti- on the yes, welcome sign? On, on, not on the welcome sign, well, on, the, on the side of the road. They'll say you're entering uh, central time. If you're driving west towards Illinois from, in like, Ohio, Indiana, blah, blah, blah. And the reason that northwest Indiana is because there's so many people that commute to Chicago from the mm-hmm. region area. So that's why they shoved it inland into Indiana a little bit. There is some. I but mean, on the border I just of Googled, Illinois. And I have, seen, I have found signs that says entering yes. central time zone. So Dave is right. Yes. I know I'm right. Is there some sort of longstanding conspiracy about gerrymandering time zones? You know, where, like, how did Indiana get into – like they get, I feel like there's parts in there. It's like there's no way you're on Eastern. When do you think time zones were invented? It probably wasn't until like trains. Because no, I think it's been around as long as clocks have been around. Because no, because hmm. I think they're always set up to there's the sun. 24 hours in a day. You right. Got the international date But you line could there. never travel far enough for it to quickly enough for it to matter. So you're before s- trains. So you're who's saying, zero zero on the time zones too? It's the international date line. I know what I'm saying, but like who gets who gets a piece of zero zero on the access where it's like I was right. Like, where, where's the global standard? If you were like, what yeah. time is it on I said Earth? Because then they'd say, like, hey, Australia is eight hours ahead of this. That's or- a good point. On November 18th, 1883, America's railroads began using a standard time system involving four time zones, Eastern, Central, Mountain, and Pacific, with each time zone, all the clocks were synchronized. So the clocks in the past, before November 18th, 1883, because you could not travel far enough okay. to make it be like, oh, what time is it here? It was just like, oh, whatever the position is in the sun. And you would clocks were like based off of sundials originally. So now, because you could travel far and fast, that's when you and like trains had to be on time. So all those clocks had to be synchronized. That's when time zones were invented. 
Big brain. Dude, how bad do you guys want that Speedway electronic train system to happen? Every, like, I feel like once a year that map pops yeah. up and it looks just It'd be awesome. unbelievable, dude. It'll like, I really happen. want it to happen. Why? Isn't that the one from Cleveland to Chicago? You wouldn't want to it's just It's all take, over the country. Do you love a train? No, I just, I think it's a better way. I think there's to, something romantic about a train. Getting stuck wow. behind one, <laughs> counting the cars. You think there's only one definition of the word romantic, but something about like going west, like it's old timey. What? I'm not saying like propose your sweetheart on the train, Ed. I'm saying like, like you're going out, you're doing something really? like grand. Yeah. But okay. But if it's romantic in that sense, mm-hmm. you're not too far removed from possibly bringing like a little candlelight dinner on there. And proposing I mean, that, that that's that what he's nice saying. Too. It's a different application of romantic. Right. He's, he's yeah. talking about a fondness. Yeah. For yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. My buddy, like, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Like, that's the th- the thing from that line. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'm using no, it in I, that I, sense. I, I get it. I get it. No, the thing that would <laughs> suck about a train, though, is like, I just, I would feel so trapped, right? Yeah. Like, the way that Dave uses vulgar words that make me laugh, the way you use kind of like pussification words makes me laugh. Romantic well. is a pussification. Not word. really, but yeah. you know what I mean. You know, yeah. Dude, I mean, this well, is, this is toxic masculinity from Ed right here. Is what it sounds sure. like to me. <laughs> 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 wow! Can't even say the Did word you romantic. Yeah, mm. he just called you a fucking. I won't say it. What I say? But I don't think Eddie ever tries to dress up words to sound. I think sometimes you dress them down on purpose. You think so? Yeah. Sometimes again. So all right. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to talk about this train. So you don't think it'd be awesome? How fast am I getting to like Los Angeles or the so coast? So you would get to Las Vegas, I believe, in like four to five hours. Yeah, it's not that okay, too, too fast possible. for me. Yeah, what do you mean it's too fast? That's slower than a plane. I need to be on an airplane if I'm going that fast. I can't be on ground level where like you can crash into things and stuff. And people oh, I can understand that. That's way too fast. It'll be uh, safe. How you feel better? <laughs> no, because safety is like a cultural thing. Like we're like so dangerous. I almost told you. I was like, oh, Eddie's. <laughs> There's a seatbelt. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this looks actually pretty sweet. Like, you can – Chicago would be the hub, so it would probably be good for our economy. But it just goes everywhere. This the one map that always pops up. So, like, you can get – from Chicago, you can get, like, literally anywhere in the country. Yeah, like, picture the same amount of time from flight to New York. From, but you're just on a train. Yeah. If you can yeah. eliminate everything about the airport – if I can, like, go to the L track and hop on a train to New York City and be I there in a few hours. I don't think you'd be able to do that. Well, I told you, I, I took a train to out. New York before, right? It was 20 hours. Yeah, my buddy did that was to it, LA and he was said it, it was fucking manic? miserable. It was horrible, dude. And, of course, it was, like, an overnight one. Did you have a sleeper well, car? Well, it was 20 yards. Well, no, I had some guy who, like, he... Not romantic. He was not, uh, he was not from here. He was from, I don't know, he, was, he didn't speak English. And he was on the phone until like 4 a.m. Until finally this guy's like, hey, shut the hell up. He just like screamed at this poor guy. He was just like whatever language he was speaking. It was just fucking chaos, dude. So, no, it was not romantic. Were you going to yell? Did any part of you want to? No, I'm a pussy when it comes to that. I'll I am just, too. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, I just bitch about him on social media. Like, I was so mad. Anything? Yeah, I was so mad because I couldn't sleep and this guy was right in front of me. And he wouldn't stop talking on the phone. I feel like you, you, you're you allowed to nudge his chair. Sure, yeah. You yeah, could do or that. do the... <sighs> <laughs> the passive-aggressive deep sighs. I'm in time. on daylight savings time. I do like the 
hour of sun earlier in the day yeah. while I we're did. commuting to work and stuff because there's not when you get up right i'm a thousand percent with you but everybody I, this was like one he of got my, killed for i that. got absolutely killed for saying i'd rather have it be light in the morning than at night but because when you get carl up and you get your that. day going yes i agree carl didn't say that you said you like it but no, if you were I to prefer, wrote, Carl, would you take the extra hour of sunlight in the morning or after work? Do I get it after work? Because yes. normally that hour of sun is going to come f- while I'm at work or commuting home anyways. It's not like I get home and there's an extra hour of sunlight anyways. Like the hour comes at. Right. So I did the blog that said, if I had to choose, this is Ed's favorite thing to do is to misquote me and put these different things mm-hmm. out there that I never said. And then I have to like I'm going up against a steel man of something that I didn't even say. So that is true. That's that its favorite. You're going to do. take his side that, on this. Of that's course he is. You do it to him more than anybody. And so then I have to defend things that I never said. But anyways, I said, yeah, I'm with you a thousand percent. Like it's, it's easier to get going. And then by the end of the day, you're just watching t- Most times you're just watching TV on your couch. Anyways, who cares what it looks like outside light out at the beginning of the day is better. Fuck. No walking out of work. At five and it being pitch black is horrendous. Now, I would have said I would have agreed with you probably a a little bit ago, but where I'm at in life, I like I get up in the morning early and the difference between a day that starts early and a day that kind of starts dragging your feet is like fucking huge. What do you think, Dave? I if just keep it the same. Don't change it. Those are not options. I know. I know. Change the rotation of the earth. If you're going to move ahead in the spring, keep it there forever. If you're going to move back in a day or two, keep it there forever. I hate the changing. I'm going to repost this blog. Dave, would you rather have it be light out? I would rather have it be light out at night, for sure. Thank you. So while you're watching the White Sox on your couch, you want it to be, you care that it's light out. I mean, it is light out at, at that point. It's in the summer. I don't have to worry about it. It's the winter. Okay. Oh, baseball season's over. World and Series ended last night. It did end, and, and the hot stove just started. The Tigers I, just traded for Tucker Barnhart. Huge. It is huge because that was going to be a major target for the White Sox. Do you watch World Series, Dave? I did. Very yeah. anticlimactic. I was hoping for Game Seven. I think the Braves are probably going to end up being the most underrated, like forgotten champion of all time. One of them. Like the 2021 Braves couldn't be more for like. We'll remember it. I mean, we will. We were fucking here for it. But do you think like the Solaire factor and the Jock Peterson factor? Don't do that. Being the honest. Jesse Chavez and Brooks Raley and Martin Maldonado, Dusty Baker, Eric Young Jr., uh, Robel Garcia hmm. is going to get a World Series ring. Keep going, I think. Yeah. What's your What's your takeaway there? I just I think that it's. You could probably find in any year where there's going to be a team where it's like, yeah, they got a lot of guys that are that used to play for this organization. Like it's we, I'm looking to bitch. I want to complain about stuff. So when I see Jorge Soler hit three home runs and win World Series MVP, of course I'm I'm like, ooh, fucking Jason Hayward forced this guy out for nothing. Well, I guess Wade Davis, but. Yeah, you got this shit eating grin on your face. Well, I just went back and found the. It was like classic Ed. I wrote. I said I would rather have daylight at six a.m. <laughs> over daylight at six p.m. And Ed quote tweets it. This is your God, Barada Gang, a man who loves darkness at six p.m. I never said that, but that's the classic. You said you prefer it. I said I prefer daylight at six a.m. versus six p.m. You said I love darkness at six p.m., which is not true. But given the choice, I would take the six p.m. daylight. That's well, all I want to say. 
That Ed? Mass manipulation. His take's still wrong, but sorry. No, it's not. Continue. Big gap in logic with that here. I, I just wish Ed would tell the truth. I wish he wouldn't have to go to stoop to these levels to get his point across. Well, that's why they call him Red Ed. I know. He's an evil dictator. Um, I do want to say this. I thought the Atlanta Braves dog pile was completely weak, and I thought ours was better at the Field of Dreams game at the end of July. Thoughts? I don't think big leaguers dogpile. I've talked about this before. Yeah, Maybe not pile. on the show, but no, because they, they jump around awkwardly because they don't want to get injured. Did you watch it from that weird camera angle, though? I don't know. I just watched no. it. Oh, okay. I watched I didn't watch this. I, turned, I had no, little to no interest. Once I knew they were going to run, I didn't care. It was and, getting, it got close to turn off and throw on Netflix territory. Yeah. But and, I watched it. And I watched like a different side angle and it looked really bad. So I it, it was, it was, <clears throat> the whole series was anticlimactic. I can't believe that the, the Astros just threw up a fucking dud like they did considering how they steamrolled in the ALCS and ALDS. But I don't know. Credit to the Braves, man. They were missing their best pitcher and their best hitter, like an MVP level player and a Cy Young quality pitcher and they want it all goes they won 88 fucking games in an awful division this year goes to show it's not what who you play it's when you play them so they got hot at the right time cubs had a better record at the end of july than the braves i think it's unbelievable it really is unbelievable they're under 500 at at the fourth of july this year it's like it's crazy um they made good trades for the outfield (laughs) dude their trades it's I would say that they were like, they were all sort of wild cards and lottery tickets, and and they cashed in on every single one of those. Every single one of those they cashed in on. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Frey Freeman, he is a free agent. He's going to get a mega deal, as he should. He's a fucking superstar. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, I think. Um, but shout out to Atlanta, I guess. Great sports town. It is a good sports. Team. I was lying. It's a terrible sport. It is a good sport. I was sports just team. joking. I was. Do you got was... those thrashers thrashing around? <laughs> That's a fucking class organization. Yep. No, they, it's a good baseball town. I'd say it is a good baseball town. I feel like they draw from like they're kind of almost like the Cowboys, where they just draw from the entire region. They all everybody loves them. There, I mean, Alabama, Mississippi. They don't have sports teams. South, South Carolina, Carolina North, doesn't. North Carolina doesn't. Have Tennessee baseball. doesn't. Tennessee doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I don't like the Braves. I don't hate the Braves. They're a good team. I always had kind of a soft spot because they used to be on TBS so yeah, much. Yeah, with so Chipper I, Jones and everything. Yeah. Yep. But that's it. No more baseball, Ed. You're all right, Dave. I miss it. I am going to miss it. I would say over the course of the postseason, I would say it was like a 7-3 out of 10. It was a good one, not a great one as a whole. I think that's fair, right? Yeah. Some good games. No, not and they're like nobody thought the Braves were winning this year. So or, since, yeah, comes I should say prior like they had high expectations going into the year and then were complete, just completely mediocre until really September. And then they caught fire and voila, voila. Is it voila or voila? Voila, voila. World Series champs. Yeah, the the. Braves are 46 and 23 since August 1st, which is, you know, it's good enough to win a World Series and whether or not the 88 games. I, I hate that bullshit because April in May. Yeah. And the only really, I suppose, this is like an in depth observation about their trade deadlines that I like 
that I have not maybe I can't like really readily identify it with a previous World Series participant or champion is when they got to the deadline, they just went more like, we're just going to go get like as many fucking guys that can run into a mistake and hit it, hit it a mile. Like Jock Peterson, yeah. that's what he does. Jorge mm-hmm. Soler, that's what he fucking does. Adam Duvall, that's what that guy does. Now you take these guys, you throw them into this lineup, and it's like, oh, don't worry. Freddie Freeman's fucking polished. Albies is polished. Like, you know, Austin Riley's not polished, but he's no, kind he's of not. in between this guy who can run into shit, but he's trying to get more polished. Dansby Swanson probably yeah. strikes out too much. He's a fringe fucking guy. He's okay with the glove. I'm, I, w- I was very interested in how the Braves went. Instead of being like, we're going to go with the, the Joey Gallo. We're going to fucking load up. They kind of did what the Giants did last offseason, and we're like, we're going to go get a good spread of guys, and then we're just going to put them in fucking positions they can succeed. And Jorge Soler hitting second was fucking genius because when you go to an American League lineup, when Jorge Soler is hitting second in the lineup, he effectively functions as like a second cleanup hitter or fifth hitter. Once you get once you turn that thing over, he hit with fucking runners on first and second a lot. I feel like he had opportunity to do damage, and then you put him in a position to just fucking smoke fastballs. And when you watch that as a Cubs fan, it's just heart wrenching because there's nothing to compare it to. And uh, good good baseball season though twenty twenty one, Dave. I'm I'm very much looking forward to. You on the Sox over twenty twenty two yet? I am very yeah. much so. I, I brought up Tucker Barnhart because I, I started writing my off-season blog that will be up, I'm guessing, Friday or Monday. I'm going to take a lot of time on it. It's going to be long, and it's going to be boring, and it's going to be for Grammatically correct. Yeah, well, no I mean, that's, that's on the editors, not me. <laughs> it's on the editors in the red squiggly line on the computer mm-hmm. uh, to catch, not me. But Tucker Barnhart would have been a fucking perfect fit because they, need they needed a catcher that's just a catch-and-throw guy, sort of like Moldonado. Maldonado, that uh, you don't really give a shit how he does offensively so long as he can command the staff, control the run game, block pitches, and at 30-whatever years old, that is not Yasmani Grandal anymore. And uh, it's clear that it's not Zach Collins and probably not Sebi Savala. So um, let's get to hot stove season. But it is going to be a long and brutal winter, especially with the CBA. The two sides hate each other. And I see this dragging out through February, maybe. It's going to be a brutal one. You're not going to see any of these big names like Carlos Correa or Corey Seager signing until, you know, it's almost time pitchers and catchers report, I, I don't think, which is going to really suck ass. So hopefully that, the Bulls can get us through the winter. That does kind of piss me off about baseball. Like the other sports, specifically hockey. Free agency yeah. starts and it's bang, 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 bang. It's just like, yeah, yep. it's awesome. Yep. It's like you have like you're just refreshing Twitter all day long. Yeah, it's but it's also part of the culture because like that's what baseball writers did back in, you know, like the say it's like the twenties, the thirties, the forties and all that stuff, and it's like, well, you're a baseball writer. They really created like an industry of talking about what these teams are gonna do and mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe not so much back then, twenty, thirty, forty, because the the rosters were like so limited, but the idea of like talking about your baseball team in the winter and that's what goes back to, like, the hot stove historically because you throw a fucking extra log on the stove and sit mm. around and talk about your team when it's cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I just – there is, like, that – I think all sports do that all year long. What can we add? What's the future hold? This and that. 
I, I do like the explosion of information on those days where you just feel like you can't take a breath yeah for a few hours mm-hmm. because it's just it it makes it fun um but gm meetings are on the corner it'll be interesting to see Mad. how that shakes up for 2022 i do have a major regret for the 2021 baseball season eddie you know what this is i didn't watch any fucking games at hooters big mistake i went the entire 2021 baseball season without stepping inside one of my favorite places to watch you want to correct that I'm you gotta think to. about that I what mean, the season would have been like if you would have. Maybe it's maybe it's a better season for the Cubs. I do know that Hooters is your go-to spot for killer wings and ice-cold beer, and I know that with football season means it's all the big games you can score on. So uh, for our listeners, if you visit Hooters.com backslash Barstool and use code Barstool for $10 off, um, $50 plus order. So spend more than 50 bucks, get $10 off. Code Barstool from visit uh, or from Hooters.com backslash Barstool. Hooters girls, anybody? Yeah. I mean, are we allowed to? I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit focused on something else. I got a scary text from Gunnell. Um, <laughs> that's not good. But are we announcing the? Yeah, that's the announcement. You teased it yesterday or you teased it Tuesday. Where we I didn't want to be there Saturday. I was, I was waiting, waiting for one of you guys. To yeah, start. we're going to be there. So I didn't know if you had seen that. We're going. You get to correct this problem tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Not tomorrow. Saturday. Saturday. On Saturday, we'll be there 1 to 4, the one on Wells and River North. I think it's, what is it, 600 Wells, the address? It's right there. Yeah. So it, the Hooters in the city will be there. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I, I, you're going to be there, right, Ed? You're going to show up? I'll be there. I'll be there a little late, though, but I'll be there. What do you mean you're gonna be there late? I got my nephew's birthday. Oh, that's nice. So, but I'll be there. Okay. All right. All right. Dave, you like Hooters? I love Hooters. You're gonna be there early. I'm gonna be there bright and early. I'm gonna be opening that 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 cook line with all the back cooks and mm-hmm. the Hooters girls. We're gonna get all snot slinging. No, I'm yep, joking. Six sixty North Wells. Go <laughs> check it out. Come hang out. Watch college football. Hooters. We're excited. Hooters.com backslash Barstool. Ten dollars off. Um, Orders over $50. All right, so we have a special guest this week. We're going to get to in a second, Bo Pelini, maybe in a little bit. But I, before we do the Bo Pelini interview, um, I figured there's some college stuff. We have a longstanding uh, – what is it, Dave? Is it a curse if you come out on Redline Radio that, like, you're just doomed? I think that kind of worked itself out. But for a while – there was definitely a curse of Redline Radio. There's an opposite boom now, and I would like to thank Mel Tucker. That is true. <laughs> like Mel, oh, Mel Tucker comes on Redline Radio, and they're they're just what what the fuck? They're going to be a top four playoff team. They're as of right now, they are. They're yeah, the three they're going to be. Right yeah, now. yeah. They look really fucking good. Shout Ken- out Mel T- Tucker for coming on our show. Shout out Kenneth Walker. Sick. He's he's filthy. He man. is an absolute stud. Credit to you and me for being. being Shout out Tim Harbaugh for absolutely flubbing that game. Every game. <laughs> I mean that guy. He can't beat Michigan State. He can't beat. I think he did beat Notre Dame once, and he can't beat Ohio State. It's it's those are the games that like you have to hang your hat on, and and this is probably his best team ever, and they just couldn't get it done. This is definitely his best team. Or his two running backs are awesome. Yeah. But we were talking about that on Saturday at the bar. Like they, like Wisconsin right now has, or I'm sorry, Michigan has turned into Wisconsin. Like they don't really have a a good Wisconsin team, not this year's version, but like a solid quarterback, but not a wow guy, and just a really good physical uh, running game. 
solid defense, and that's really that's it. And mm-hmm. they've turned into Wisconsin, which Harbaugh always kind of was. Like he was that like at Stanford, like just the power, of physical football, no real explosiveness. Same thing at you know Forty Niners. They they were a power running team. Use the fullback. Use two tight ends. So yeah, it's crazy that they just he just can't get over this hump ever. I don't think it's too crazy, but I don't. I it's enjoy Michigan. It I mean, I I fucking hate Jim Harbaugh. You always have. He's a he's a fucking weirdo, and I I hope he does get trounced by OSU. Which will, is pretty much a lock, I would say. I saw his name get floated around with the Bears. Harbaugh. Now I'm not saying in like any credible, but of a list of it's like names. It's always been floated. Yeah. it's always been floated. Is yeah. it stronger now? Though now that like. I mean, I think it was floated in 18 once like he initially struggled, and it was like, oh, he's. Would he take the Bears' job? As a I don't. Possible? I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't think he'd be any successful with the Bears. He was a good NFL coach. He got the 49ers the Super Bowl. I I mean, I, I don't think that. they Maybe they win if they uh, don't lose power. Maybe. Maybe. Against his brother? Yeah. You I should talk to the I don't like him. Power generator. What do you think guy? about Cincinnati being a six seed, Dave? So right now they're behind Georgia, obviously. Bama is a two. Michigan State. Oregon. I I mean, they should being be. Being behind a one state, lost. Ohio State, that lost, that's tough. But Ohio these things State's don't – I mean, these – It these, does matter. I, yeah, but if you were releasing rankings and you were in charge of this, mm-hmm. I mean, like, actually in charge. It's not the guy fucking making a vote. I mean, like, you were in charge of the success of this. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a great strategy to, like, you know what? Get because it talking. doesn't matter. Why don't we put Cincy 6 and Ohio State 5 just because it's going to go nuts nationally? Right. Everybody – if if Cincy comes out and they're fourth, yeah. nobody's, nobody, nobody's I, outraged. I do th- what are you I, fucking laughing I, about, Ed? I agree, but I think you could make Alabama six and Cincinnati two and get even more outrage. Mm. And I think that would be Alabama's resume is not great. Do they you think have, there'd be something romantic about Cincinnati in the playoff? I do, actually. You do? I do. It'd be like the uh Dave. I mean, like when NIU played uh Florida State. Or even uh the what's, only what's, time they could what's get the movie yardage, yardage was on the uh fake punt. What's the Indiana Bass movie you were there for Halloween? Hoosiers. Like, you have the small school. I <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Continue. I'm having a bad brain moment. But, yeah, like Hoosiers, like the small school. They're going up against the team from, I think, in the movie they're from South Bend. And it's like they're coming up. They're, they're crashing the party. They, they've earned it. They've made it all the way there. I think there is something romantic about an underdog story. Ed. You don't? I do. Thank you. That's why I asked. Yeah. I mean, but – in the end, they're not better than Ohio State. I don't know. Well, maybe they're not better, but it'd be interesting to see them play just because you know Cincinnati's going to have all these kids that were just three stars that Ohio State mm-hmm. never gave a fuck about while they were going into other states and shit. Like, I bet those Cincinnati kids would love to play Ohio State, I, right? I, I think they would, and I do think Cincinnati has done enough. Like, they, they've beaten, I think, two Big Ten schools in Notre Dame. Like, you know, they beat Indiana. They beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Indiana's 2-6, and six, I want to say. Still, like sure, but they're, they're playing they're – playing Indiana's had the most brutal, brutal schedule in the nation. Yeah. Yeah, it's been bad. In the nation. Yeah. And uh, – but Bob, when you repeat things. Beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Like, I don't, I don't think Cincinnati I – I wasn't overly impressed with Cincinnati in that game against Notre Dame either, but at some point it's just like – Oh, yeah, you were really down on them. What? You were really down you on said them. After that good. game? Yeah, yeah, I didn't think they were good. People, people like Cincinnati people, like, freaked out. But, like, Notre Dame's team is not that – it's not the same as what they were the last couple of years. They just – they beat them. They deserve to win that game. They outplayed Notre Dame. They just 
they didn't look like a holy shit team. And, but I don't think. But nobody really, does, right? Yeah. So like, if there was ever a year to include, uh, you know, group of five team, I think the Cincinnati team should they run the table, they should be in that. I mean, this is in. this is a direct quote from Chief. Cincinnati is a loser program. So funny how you should. They are that. a loser program historically. Did I say that on game day? No, you said that three years ago. Okay. Well, <laughs> was I even talking about? I don't. I don't. What know. was I don't it? Know was it in the fall? Could have been. All you said was Cincinnati is a loser program. Yeah, they probably are. Uh, Cincinnati is not a good. This was after the game against Notre Dame. Is not a good team, by the way. The hardest part of this, it's not like the Irish loss at Bama, Clemson, or Georgia. They got beat with relative ease at home. Blah 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 blah. I, I mean, in the end, they're undefeated. What more can you do to earn a shot at the championship than go undefeated? So mm-hmm. yeah. But at the same Hire time, I, I would not be surprised if any team, like if Michigan State loses. I, When I saw them play against Northwestern, I'm like, yeah, they're good. They're not that good. Um, they beat them by, like, two touchdowns, and Northwestern is a complete fucking dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Bama has not been Bama this year. Clemson sucks. Irish, that Notre Dame's not that great. They're not. We got a lot of season left. It'll be interesting to see how this shakes up. But the time is here to be talking about it. Uh, the state of NCAA, too. Just stay on the NCAA quick. I, did you guys see Kofi Coburn from Illinois? That story fucking was insane. Me off. So just yeah. a quick recap. Kofi Coburn, who declared for the NBA, the center from Illinois, All-American, declared for the NBA, also Cam Crutwig's son, declared for the NBA, then came back to Illinois. And in the window, he had sold some University of Illinois merchandise that was gifted to him. He then took the proceeds, donated it to charity, and very shortly thereafter, like within a week or two, the NCAA had ratified the NIL. name, image, likeness, uh, whatever you want to call it, policy. So at issue is like, well, Kofi sold shit for money while that was against NCAA rules. Even though he donated to charity, the NCAA has come back. They're suspending him three games. Mark Few recently had a DUI. He has suspended one game. It's disgusting. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Absurd. What are we talking about? Can someone try and make sense of it from like a – if I was a corrupt official or if I was like a – like what's the truth here? That's like – Going back and it, like if you're gonna find like an ancient law where they're like, Well, the punishment, you stole this thing back when the punishment was chopping your hands off for petty theft. So like we're it's not the law hands. anymore, but we're still gonna chop your hands off. Like it just like it doesn't make any fucking sense. And uh it probably the and even the fact that he donated to charity, like he didn't keep the proceeds, like he was just it, it's just like classic NCAA and it's like they finally are doing something like in a step in the right direction, maybe. And they're like, ah, let's just one more time for old times. Say, let's fuck this kid over. That's what it feels like. Yeah, they're like, the the guy who's in charge of fucking people over since his days were waning at the NCAA. Yeah, like he's cleaning out his office, and now he's just like, well, we got this Kofi <laughs> <Someone> get- <laughs> Colbert situation. So yeah. one more, one more. Let Bob, let Bob get one more under his belt. His fucking eyes probably lit up. Oh, yeah. piece of paper he came couldn't in his fucking office. wait. He couldn't wait. This is the compliance hotline buzzes for the first time in months. It's like, yeah, we got Kofi Cockburn. Cockburn. Careful, Dave. Um, it's just, Okay, so I, I want to bring that up because it's sad with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And I but think Bo Pelini, I think talking to him is like a really cool perspective about 
where things are going. This is a guy who's, for our generation, has been widely respected as a coach in college football for as long as I can remember, being like a teenage kid watching college football. And now he's somebody who's, you know, coached on the big stage, coached as a D coordinator, a bunch of stops. Um, I don't know. Eddie, I, I know you really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, it was it was Pope Polini. You're right. You put it perfectly. He's been just like a fucking – Big time figurehead, it feels like forever. Then obviously went to the FCS at Youngstown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun to hear from a coach who is not in the game right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know who really could just kind of let it rip on what he thinks. Yeah, and we didn't even like ask him about like like he became like a social media darling in a way. Like he had that picture where they're coming out of the tunnel, he's holding up like the stray cat. Like we didn't ask him about that, but he is like one of those guys who, without like he hates the internet, but without he's the internet, very privy to it, not privy, very aware. He's aware, but like he doesn't really use it. But he like benefited from it, right? Yeah. So, but he great guy. Love talking to him. I would say the conversation was very refreshing. If you feel disenfranchised with the state of present day athletics, and you're one of those who like I don't like this and that, the NIL, like I thought he gave just about the best perspective from somebody who wants to go back to like old school, who mm-hmm. values traditional stuff. And yeah. on the subject of refreshing, before we get to Bo Pelini, I want to talk about my friends at Revitalite. Because it's just such a great fucking product, especially if you know you're going out for a little bit or you, you need to get hydrated. Revitalite's the real deal. You can pick up the Revitalite Black Label, which is the barstool um, branded one, either online or you can get it in store at some retail places. Eddie's got it in his hand for people watching at home. Eddie, what's the flavor called? It's Berry Frost. I know that shit. Berry Frost. Yep. It was made specifically with stoolies in mind for maximum recovery and the perfect complement for when your life gets a little rough and rowdy. I think everybody's heard the trick historically, like, oh, you gotta ooh, go pick up a little bit of this and that, and this will make you feel better. Like, this isn't, uh, this is made for stoolies in mind. This is a, this is a fucking legit product. Uh, don't pay for Saturday nights on Sunday morning. Yeah, put on your nightstand. Pound half before you go to bed, you should pound be half dr- when you wake up. Yeah, just only be drinking it, or oftentimes you're drinking it in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Optimize yep. your hydration and pick up Revitalite Black Label today in store or online at the Barcel store. And tweet at us or tag at Drink Revitalite in your morning after stories. I like that, morning after. Yeah, like, say that again. Say that again. Yeah, we fucking wanna... tweet at me. Right. Tag me. Yes. Tag at Drink Revitalite. Tag Chief. Tag yep. White Sox Dave. Redline Radio. Morning after stories. I yeah. left you out, Ed. I don't want you fucking getting inundated with this stuff. You got a busy day. Tweet Ed, too. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's light Ed's ass up this weekend. Thanks, Chief. <laughs> I want you at your nephew's birthday party reading all these Revitalite tweets. That's what I want to see. There you go. Um, so, Revitalite, again, Bo Pelini. Whoosh. <laughs> All right, interview portion of the show. We're joined by college football coach, NFL a little bit coach too, Bo Pelini. Bo, in studio, thanks for joining us here. Oh, it's great to be here. Appreciate you guys having me. What are you doing here? What are you doing in town? Uh, my, son's, uh, my, my son lives here in Chicago and uh, came to have dinner last night and figured come over and see you guys. And uh, my son's actually in a, in a startup thing. Like he's uh, starting to – we're kind of working through – Starting up a little company here. He okay. Just oh, Let's plug it real quick. Keep going. Let's Value talk about prop. it. What are we doing? Let's treat it like Shark Tank. We don't have any know? money though. <laughs> well, it's going to be the drink easy. He's uh, he's uh, he's developed a product all on his own, and he's uh, it's the, the initial prototype is just uh, 
it's just finishing up here pretty soon. It should be done here in the, in the next couple of weeks. So it's pretty exciting. Drink easy? Is it a beverage? It's a, it's a, uh, it's you a beverage it? machine. No, no, it's a beverage machine. Okay, it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's like a, you know, it's like the Coke freestyle type machine. Except okay, it's, okay, it's okay, making okay. mixed drinks. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's really okay. cool. It's okay. gonna be. Oh, that is interesting. It's gonna be like to help. You know, obviously, people bars are having a hard time having getting bartenders, yep. and 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 obviously the big problem you have across the country mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. like spiking beers and all that stuff. It makes it safe mm. and. I like that idea. I like it. I, I like, like it that idea a lot. And for that reason, I am in. Yeah. He there didn't get the football guy, Gene. He's not at home drawing up defensive schemes and zone blitzes. What's I talked him out of that. I said, uh, I said, I didn't, you know, you didn't go to Notre Dame to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but in all seriousness, it's mm-hmm. coaching's changed so much. Yeah. Good or you bad? Know, in my opinion, bad. Why so? It's just, cha- I mean, I, I think it's kind of followed in the, a little bit in the uh, line of what's going on in our country and the, 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 I mean, some of the administrations, the political correctness, the, you can't coach, I mean, you can't coach them. The the, the fundamentals in football now are awful because you really can't practice the way you need to practice. And, you know, like I, I was, Patrick and I were talking today at lunch and I said, you know, people, they say they want to win. You know, administrators, and I'm, for that matter, in some case, owners in the NFL, but they want to win on their terms, and, and they're, you know, and they want certain things to happen, but I, I don't know. It, it's it's just changed so much. You know, you, you coach a kid now, and, okay, I'm going to enter the portal. Um, it, it's just not what I signed up for, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a little bit on, on the old school side of things, and uh, you know, you, to coach a kid, you know, you got to learn to deal with adversity. Now, everybody wants instant gratification, and that isn't the way the world works. You guys know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but you, the business wise, like it's too businessy now, you think? Is that, is that kind of a thing? You know what? It, it would, it would, it, there's so many levels to it, it yeah. but it's changed so much. Yeah. It has changed. Like in the last, I saw it happening about 10 years ago. And, I mean, imagine that like, no one really talks about this when it comes to sports, especially, in my opinion, football. But you have these administrators, uh, people who hire the coaches. Like, how can it go well in a profession where the people who hire the coaches or hire the, in essence, the CEO, that's what a co- football coach is. The head coach is basically the CEO of the program. If you know nothing about the product. It'd be like Bill Gates hiring me to come over and hire his, hire his CEO. I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So how could that go well? Mm-hmm. But in sports, it happens every single day. But no one talks about that. And yeah. that's why they're paying out millions and millions of dollars on a yearly basis on people who aren't working at that university anymore because they made the wrong decision for the wrong reasons in the first place by the wrong, with the wrong people making the decision. Hmm. That's we talk about it a lot here. Don't get me wrong. It's with the Bears. It's with the professional level. But yeah. we talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why it's not talked about more often. Yeah. Like hire a consult. Like like even the consulting firms really that, that are out there that they supposedly employ to, to go to take them through a search. Most of those people aren't. You know, they do a background check. They do, you know, they, they, go, they do a couple things. But they, they don't know anything about football. Yeah. Was Tom Osborne uh, involved in your hiring process? He was. He was. Okay. 
But Tom didn't know me that well. Yeah. But I, 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 I assumed that he watched. You know, he, Tom watches football and mm-hmm. film, and which, which, you know, at the time, if he hadn't been there, I wouldn't have taken that job. There's okay. no way that I would have taken that mm-hmm. job. Because, now why is that? Well, because myself and the the chancellor at the time, we we didn't see eye to eye from the first time I was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, cultural thing, or was that more? Uh, yeah. Approach. A little bit of both. But, you know, having Tom there, you know, yeah, I felt a little bit better about things. And then, you know, then they obviously they ran Tom out of there and the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, what happened with him was so crazy. And uh, so would you rule out a return to coaching? Have I ruled it out? Yeah. No. Uh, I said I was going to go this fall. I've had a few calls and I was going to do this fall and see how I like it and mm-hmm. see if. You know, if the itch comes back, I'll I'll go back. But um, how do you like it? Yeah. How, how has it been? Not it's been fun. awesome. Yeah. Played a lot of golf. My <laughs> golf game. I think I get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Addicted. I want it to get better, but I it's. Yeah. Know. The harder you try, the worse yeah. you'll get. You keep doing. Yeah. The, the same. more golf I play, the worse I get. Yeah. It's when you don't give a fuck is when you really. You no doubt. Grief. Yeah. Yeah, you just reinforce your bad habits and you play too much. You don't strike me as a guy who could let go, though. I feel like you get out there and you you get real competitive with yourself. In golf? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes me crazy. (laughs) Like, my wife, my wife, she's still to this day, she laughs. I walk in the door and she'll be like, she can tell. She goes, you played well today or you you didn't play well. (laughs) Did you find that that the Youngstown State level that you ran into some of those same, like, cultural – issues with the chancellors where it's not as big of a business it seems like it like in my head i think it might be more about just football because you're not in the spotlight of of a major power five team is it is it this is this like a universal there were more thing? headaches at the at that level than than i it could have ever anticipated really and most of them are money obviously money issues yeah mm-hmm. and that's not their fault that's yeah. nobody's fault it just it is you know and then you know then you have player you know you try to spread your money out because i think it was i we had 60 i don't know i forget it was either 62 or 63 scholarships but you could have 85 kids yeah, on scholarship. So kids have to split and, yeah, and yeah yeah you split up the money and mm-hmm. and after a while you know which it's like having a salary cap but it was just a headache yeah mm-hmm. you know that just on a daily basis mm-hmm. you mean i want to coach i just want to get in and watch the film and mm-hmm. and do all that i mean I, that's what i'm you you're know, back in your hometown, though, though, right? You're back in home or in oh, yeah. town. You said, have you like gone and checked out the local high school and helped out just to get back to like the grassroots of football where there's no money? You issues? know, this year I decided I wasn't going to do anything. Now I've you know if coaches come, which guys have come and asked for help, you know, mm-hmm. you know, could you do this or do that? I I'd never say no, um, but I didn't want to really get involved, and I wanted to take the fall off. Yeah. And if I want to travel, I travel. I don't want any obligations where I'm going to stuck where I can't go. You know, I, I've gone. To, you know, I went. You know, my obviously I'm buddies with Stoops, Mark. And, mm-hmm. and I went down to Kentucky. My daughter's there now, and I have a daughter in Chicago. Patrick here, and or a daughter in New York. Patrick's here in Chicago, and so when I want to pick, when my wife and I or we want to pick up and go, we go. And there you go. I've been able to do that in my whole life. I've yeah. never had a fall to myself, mm-hmm. mm. so it's been nice. So then. I feel like it, one of the really interesting things about being a big-time college football coach is 
there's no way to do it without eating shit for the first couple of years where you're a graduate assistant, you're sleeping on like, you know, you just, it, the grind to get to that top. So while you're going through that, like at what point were you like, holy shit, like I can, I'm actually a guy with a, with a strategy and a game plan. I stand out in coaching. Like I can, I can be a big time coach. Was that earlier? Was that later in your career where you just kind of like fell into it or how, how does that look? No, it's fine. I mean, I had a, I had a really unique path. I mean, I, when I graduated, I played at Ohio State, obviously, and then I went to uh, Iowa. I coached – I was a GA there on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, and I was there for a year, and I said – I saw some of the guys that were I was GAing with and people that had been around. They were GAs for five, six, seven years, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, like, I had no desire to, to, you know, to do that for that long. And – so I went and I got my master's degree. And I was actually getting out of coaching when I got a call to about an in-house scouting position with the 49ers. And I decided to do that. And uh, I was working as an in-house scout. And at the time, Ray Rhodes, and uh, they, they had just hired a new – they brought Ray back, the mm -hmm. defensive staff. And I'm living in the hotel. They're living in the hotel. And – I know nobody. I just come out. I just gotten engaged. I was out in San Francisco by myself, and we're all staying at the hotel together. So instead of going back and watching TV at night, I was sitting around watching film with them, you know, because they were all the, you know, away mm -hmm. from their families. We're mm -hmm. all at the hotel together, and and about two and a half, couple weeks later, somebody said, "Hey, George, one, you know, Coach Schiefer wants to see you," and they they've been interviewing or you know looking at assistant secondary coaches they're going to bring in another guy and they said are you interested in doing that and i was like hell yeah i mean i had no desire to ever be a scout but i figured yeah. it was a way to get my foot in mm -hmm. the door and then and then i was working on you know 15 16 17 hour days you know like you know it was you know that that's where i cut my teeth and fortunately i was under phenomenal football coaches you know at that age and yeah i had to put my hours in but you know that it paid off because you know they people put their arm around me and, mm -hmm. and helped teach me and I was smart enough to listen but you know Ray Rhodes Mike Shanahan was there at the mm -hmm. time Kubiak uh obviously George Seifert's one of the yep I mean me in my opinion he's a hall of famer I don't know how he's not in the hall of fame yet but he's uh he was an unbelievable coach and Pete Carroll came in and mm -hmm. I mean just all those people that I was around you know at a young age and that's that's what it's all about Speaking of Pete Carroll, you said you're out of coaching. <clears throat> if USC calls, are yeah. you picking up the phone? Me? You. I don't know if I'd ever I, – I, I couldn't see myself living on the West Coast. Okay. I kind of did that penance in my life. Okay. <laughs> I lived out in San Francisco. <laughs> okay, you've had enough. I mean, come on. Do you think that USC would call me? I don't know. They need something different. Well, what do you think about – what do you think is a better If job? they want to win – yeah, <laughs> they would call me. Right, that's what I'm saying. But Maybe they're ready to win again. But I don't know. Like, I, I think that some. I, I just wonder, like, if somebody is, is somebody going to look at me because they don't know me. They mm -hmm. they're going to sit there and say, "Oh, I can't control that guy," or "He's this," or "He's the, you know he he gets upset on the sideline," you know. But you know, if you want to win, yeah. I mean, I want to win. People don't. They, I mean, I, I'm probably the most misunderstood guy that's ever walked on the sidelines. Or people who know me, then, then when people watch me, yeah, you know, coach. well, you're demonstrative. Well, what's yeah. a, what's a narrative out there that you particularly dislike about yourself? Oh, it's just it like, I mean, from the day I took the job at Nebraska, 
I mean, from my time when I was the, uh, the D coordinator, from the day I got back there, there was always an adjective in front of my, is my name. Like, you know, uh, you know, from intense to the one guy say, would say he's a gunslinger. What the hell does that mean? I'm not, I'm not Josie Wales. I mean, what the hell does that mean? Like, I'm a football coach. Yeah. Like, just, you yeah. know, but there was always something, you know, instead of, you know, what I'm known for, and that's coach, you know, teaching. And mm -hmm. you talk to my players probably, and you, obviously you talk to the media and you talk to my players. Uh, probably absolutely two different, uh, two different uh, narratives. Gans, who I think he's probably been on Redline Radio. I don't know. Our friend Joe Gans, he played quarterback under you at Nebraska, and um, Southside guy. He's actually a big Cubs fan, but um, he swears by you. Like he will go to war for you. So, yeah, and I think that most of my players that I ever coached felt that way, mm -hmm. and because they knew I, you know, I had their best interests there. I mean, what, what gets lost in the shuffle is. My point, yeah, I, I, we, we coached them hard, mm -hmm. and we held them. We had a very disciplined teams, but at the end of the day, our kids, we they graduated. They, I think we had the highest GPA in the history of Nebraska when when I left there. Wow, um, their kids didn't get in trouble, and they knew they knew that you were going to get held accountable for every decision you made. And they we represent. I mean, heck, we won nine or ten games for seven straight years. Yeah, I think the only other team that did that during that time was Alabama. Do you take any, I don't know, is there, there, is there like a level of satisfaction when you look at what Nebraska turned into after you left? Like I, had, I knew that was, I mean, I told them some of those guys yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. I think eventually, you know, I think Scott Frost will get it going again. Okay. I think it'll take time. I mean, Tom's I don't know. Tom's there. He's on the hot seat a little bit. But it also, it's relative. I mean, are they going to be what they – they're never going to be again what they were in the 90s. And yeah. if right. they think they are, they're delusional. They're delusional. Because Him, it's – you don't they don't have the recruiting base. Yeah. Ryan and I talk about this all the time, and we both have kind of the same theory that once they left the Big 12 and went to the Big 10 and didn't have that natural recruiting ground in Texas, in Big 12 country, that they were, they were never going back to that. You know, that when they were a blue blood – <laughs> right on, right on par with the Penn States, Ohio States, mm -hmm. USC's, Florida's of the world, Bama, of course, and I don't think they'll ever really get back to that mm -hmm. nine ten win consistency that you brought them. And you, you coach in both leagues, right? Mm -hmm. Did you find that when you were going through recruiting that once you went to the Big Ten, did it become harder to get kids to come to Nebraska? No, it just changed overnight the dynamic of where you. Right, yeah, right, right. We right. thought, you know, obviously we lost to Texas. We were doing really well in Texas. We were doing well in the Inland Empire of uh, Dalton, California. Okay. And we that we lost all that overnight. Yeah. And then, but we started doing a little bit better on the East Coast. And but it doesn't you don't really have matter where lines. you go. Right. You don't exactly. have the natural. Like whenever Osborne was the coach at Nebraska, they have. He had natural JUCO pipelines mm -hmm. in each Midwestern state, got like all funneling into Nebraska. Yeah. You don't, you just don't get that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, let's guys are going to scatter all over the place because there's more. You know, there's more than three quality Big Twelve programs now. And like and back in the day, there's only how many teams were on TV. Now, I like, mean, yeah, I mean, now if you go to, I remember one time when I was. Uh, well, we like we got Levante David. Mm -hmm. I think we beat them. I think we beat 
the Memphis and South Florida on him. But he was actually considering those two schools. You know, he was coming from a JUCO. He was coming. Okay. He was a qualifier that had gone out to Fort Scott because he didn't like who he got recruited by. And people like same thing with before he went to the NFL. They were like, "Oh, he's not this. He's not small, that. He's yeah. not yeah." yeah. But he, and and but those schools are on TV too. Everyone's yeah. on TV now. I watched Dartmouth play Columbia last week. Right. So like yeah, like literally everybody's on TV. So you you have to go in and convince kids that. It's the right thing for them and their family to fly over this many schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, one year we recruited, I think one year we signed 23 guys from like 17 different states oh. on an average of just under 1,000 miles away from Lincoln. Wow. That's a hard way to make a living. That's doing a that every really year. hard yeah. way, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And that's why the teams that are going to do it every year, you know, I mean, it, they, they, have, they can recruit in a car for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, – how do you think the NIL will affect college football recruiting? Is that something that you have on your on your radar as a consideration if you're considering coming back? That yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I remember sitting in – I sat in an NIL meeting about a year and a half ago, and I said, what a joke. I mean, all it did was make – you know, the teams that cheated before or the schools that were doing things the wrong way, they just made all that stuff legal. Yeah. I mean, and it just really gives you – gives schools, coaches, whatever, universities, plausible deniability. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just find it to be crazy. Yeah. But there are kids that haven't even played a snap yet that are making yeah. millions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the kid from Oklahoma, I guess he was – he yeah. sponsored big time and he just got benched. Oh, Spencer Rattler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he came yeah. in with yeah. some big – From a coaching standpoint, we talked a little bit about this in the hallway beforehand. I'm interested, like, if I gave you a tape of, like, a, an opponent, like, what's the first thing you look for in an offense when you want to understand what an offense is trying to do? Because you had, you had pretty good takes on, like, the Bears, and I'm just interested like, from your head coaching perspective, D coordinator, like, as a specialist, defensive specialist, like, what, what are some of the keys you look at in offense? Well, you just got to look – you know, I always say – you spend time like I would spend time watching games and a you're assessing like who are they like what like what 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 do they like like what do they hang their hat on like uh, you know obviously you get into formations and I mean the first thing I would ever do was I would look at who their personnel is and you know who are their who are their playmakers and such and then you just dive into like what are they? Are they a spread offense? Are they a two-back offense? And it didn't take me long. You know, you've been around the game for a while. To, you know, you can usually sum them up after watching, you know, a game or two. And then you just start diving into the details. But, you know, there are certain people that they, they hang their hat on certain things. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's the fun part about it. Is is watching that part of it? Then you try, and then obviously from a defensive standpoint, you're trying to learn the play caller. And, what, a, and, what about when you're finding players and recruiting? Like, how difficult is it to gauge how good a 17 year old kid is from watching tape? Like, I guess like I've always been curious about finding these players, and there's all the rankings and two star, five star, and then then you mentioned which that's the biggest crock of shit. Okay, going. yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole star system is mm-hmm. a joke. Why were you a two star and you're still mad about it? <laughs> they didn't have that <laughs> in no. the early nineties. I don't think I was. I think I was a. I think I was a seven star. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, 
White no, Sox, Davey's a big message board. I, I got a rival. You, you, you hate those guys, don't you? You know, you know, if you're on a message board, it means you live in your mom's face. I, <laughs> I'll say this. I don't really. I just lurk. What's your screen name on there I, again? Yeah, that's even worse. Like <laughs> lurking where in parks? I, on the Internet, which is even worse than lurking in parks if you really want to get there. But um, it's my username is Chicago Cat Fan 24. I don't know why. I've had it for 20 years now. Well, 24 was your baseball number. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because you're a Northwestern guy, yeah. cat fan. Right, that's yeah. right. Makes, makes Fitz, he, it makes him proud. Oh, he hates it more than anybody. He hates those message boards. Oh, well, there's no doubt. So he, he told us that. I mean, he's as old school as they come. Oh, he's, he's, like I said, I called him a meathead when, when you walked in. And <laughs> I say that as a term of endearment. Um, another, he's a football guy. But um, he, he told us uh, a couple years ago that he has one of his – I might be a GA or offensive assistant or whatever. Like, he has a paid account where he'll make sure that there's no information leaking on, you know, starting lineups or, or whatever um, on those – on the rivals' message boards because, like, other schools are looking at him too, trying to get information. I, Did you guys do that? Yeah, we had people monitor really what our players were saying mm-hmm. more than anything else. And, you know, the fans are going to say what they're going to say. Yeah. I can't even imagine what a Nebraska football message oh my board God. is oh, they're like. Crazy. It's, it's, they're they, insane people. They seem like the craziest fan base on the Internet or what, right up there. Oh, like crazy. <laughs> Compare them to LSU. I mean, LSU. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That, like, I just hear, like, I just know because obviously I was a head coach at for – eight years or whatever it was in Nebraska that that was, yeah, they're, they're fans. Like you'd hear about, you know, you hear what, uh, I don't know, Husker Joe said on this <laughs> site. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like I really, I got other things to worry about than that. But I, what I was worried about like was how it affected our players. Mm-hmm. And it does, it affects your kid. You can't oh, ignore yeah. that. It affects your kids because they, I mean, let's face you. We live in a day and age did I promise you that it, when it – I don't care where it is, when when they when kids lose a game, like let's say you're at LSU or you're – it doesn't matter, you're at Alabama, you lose a football game. The first thing those kids do, I would say the majority of them do, is go to their locker when, they get, when they're able to turn their phone on and they look to see what they're being said about mm-hmm. them on the message boards. Oh, really? Or on social media or, in general. Or so, yeah. yeah, on social oh, so, media. Yeah, okay. Well, which obviously includes – that – that's reality, and people don't. You, and you can't. You can't ignore that as a coach. No, well, Mike, because Gundy that's did going it, on. Did, did you know Mike Gundy when he yeah. made his? He went on that big rant. That's like the famous one. Like I'm a man coming. Oh, yeah. I'm forty. Was it? Did you ever talk to him about that? Like it seems like. No, that. I didn't even know what that was about. I enjoyed it though. Yeah. It was, <laughs> no, we all, yeah. We're still enjoying it like fifteen yeah. years later because no, it seems like it came from that same sense of like you're going to write shit, write shit about me. I'm the yeah. head coach. I'm a yeah. man. I can I can take yeah. this stuff. But it's interesting to hear like you're saying they come in the game right at their phones. What can you do to get the players out of their heads like that? You know, you you try to once again like you talked about like how to create an environment of you know that. The only thing that matters are the guys inside this room. And then, like, sometimes, like, fans and people would hear that and be like, well, he's trying to turn the players against the fans. No, I'm not. No, you're not. You're trying to fight society mm-hmm. and fight the, you know, human nature that these kids are – they're kids. Right. And, like, anything, if you, if they're listening to this stuff, it's, it's going to affect them. And, like, I would 
we weren't, our players were not allowed. You heard me when I was on Compton's show on Busting with the Boys that I told Compton, I said, like, they, he was laughing about the couple times that I took Twitter away from our team because you weren't allowed to say <laughs> anything. You weren't allowed, you were not allowed to discuss football on, on your Twitter account or the whole team lost, lost it. And, and, uh, and it happened. It happened a number of times, like where I was like, "Okay, I, I, you know, rules are rules." Yeah, rules are rules. Yeah, you could. You're. We're going to treat you like a man, but you're going to be held accountable for what you do. And don't you put it out there? And it was it. Yo, on this real quick. I'm sorry. In the context of discipline, is there any moment that stands out in your career at Nebraska where you just rained hell? It was the most mad you've ever been. The most <laughs> you've ever disciplined the team. I'll, I'll t- when we played baseball at Illinois, we we got a bunch of oranges before we went to a Florida airport. And guys had unraveled the oranges and left the orange peels before we went through security around a couple of the garbage cans and throw them out. And our head coach made us run for like two weeks after. We had been playing bad, but he was just like, you motherfuckers, leaving those fucking orange peels behind. <laughs> and they see us with the Illinois bags and all those fucking people in the airport. All those people are thinking about is those are the dumb, lazy cocksuckers. They leave the fucking orange peels all over the place. We, he just ran us into the ground. That's Nothing to do with Paul... <laughs> Play. Do, you, do you have some, like, it seems like oh, you were really Gans hard was, on Gans your players. Here. Remember? Like parking it was your spots. Se- it was your second year, Gans, or the first year. Gans was, you guys had him, you know, the lock, I guess the locker room was all. Oh, up. yeah, the locker room. Walks. Like little things like the locker room being like being left, like coming in and there's stuff laying down all over the locker room. Like, Tape on the floor. Yeah, no yeah. way. But they're, they're <laughs> no, no but, way. but the one time, no like, way it was our players, like, you know, for the most part, our kids went to college. But you had to go, like, missing one class was too much in, in our program. And I got a couple times, and I didn't have to, you know, you deal with that early. You take care of that early, and it goes away. And I got a couple emails about kids and I, uh, of missing class. And I had just it was rubbing me the wrong way i'd had enough and the players showed up the next day to go in and the weight room the weight room was locked i just said and they said and they you know went to strength coach i said what the hell's going on he said you ain't coach said if you ain't going to class you ain't working out here either so you guys better take care of your own business and get your get every get people going to class and and it was we fixed it Mm -hmm. they they were locked out for like a week or you know, I can't remember how long it was, but it was a few days, and and they couldn't, they weren't allowed in the facility. Or you know, it was like you get your academics taken care of, or football's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Was that Compton? You can say it. No, I wouldn't Compton, <laughs> but he was there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he was probably instigating it. Yeah, yeah probably, <laughs> probably. Oh man, that's crazy. You know what? I'm so, we got. I'm going to ask. What about uh, um, Sue? Is he as vicious and violent and tough to deal with as a coach, or, or did you enjoy unleashing his? I absolutely. He's one. I probably enjoyed coaching him as much as any guy I've ever coached. Did you have to coach him? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you asked him, you know, he had a lot to learn when I got there, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, obviously it was it was how do you unleash his potential, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, I could go into a deep, you know, he, he got better. He would, he, he, you know, he would take himself out of plays before I got there. My first conversation I ever had with Sue, uh, in my office, he laughs like we laugh kind of this day that he would, uh, you know, he, I had just come in and, you know, he was a highly recruited guy and he was thinking about, and I had, why I did everyone was like, you got to really recruit this Sue guy. Mm-hmm. And I was in the SEC. I didn't know who 
yeah. mom and consumer. And he's from like Oregon. Or yeah, he's from Portland. Yeah. yeah. Big and, soccer fan. And I'm like, who who am I? I said, what's it? He said, well, you know, obviously there's a, make sure he doesn't transfer, you know. And I was like, okay. So I put the film on and put a couple of games on. And they just played a lot different than how we teach it, mm-hmm. especially up front uh, on the defensive line. And he comes in and he was like, good to meet you, coach. I'm like, oh, so you're Dominican Sue, huh? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you know, I was only – it was like the last day I was getting ready to fly back down to Louisiana and, we're, you know, start mm-hmm. practice for the for the national championship game. And I came in to meet all the players. And I think he was like one of the last guys I met. He comes in and I said, you're thinking about transferring? He was like, yeah. And I said, well, my suggestion is you stay here because I watched you play and you ain't very good. You stink. You should stay right here if you want to learn how to play football. Thank God he stayed. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I didn't know. I, I'd see, I'd watch yeah. like two. Yeah. And, and he laughs like, to the, like, like, and I was like, he what was, was like, his no res- one had really said anything. Like and do, are, does he credit you or your staff with getting him to that next level? Then, no. I, I mean, I mean, I think he would say we had a part in it. But he, you he know, does. yeah, he's tweeted about it multiple times. About is it being more vertical then, or is he it being bought in? Like, no, he bought into the the little details. My brother Carl was coaching the D line at that time, and Carl was a technician, really knew how to coach. And and Sue actually, when we got there, blew his knee out. And uh, his like missed the whole spring, mm-hmm. and he was able to sit back and like kind of st- like stood like really became a student of the game during that spring. And and he he would always tell me he was like I didn't even know what I didn't know until I kind of I never really looked at the he never really looked at the game. He just got by on his talent for a long time. Mm-hmm. But to be the great, I mean, let me tell you, the last six or seven games of his senior year, I mean, he was unbelievable. Do you think he should have won the Heisman? No doubt, he yeah. because he was the best football player in the country at the at, at the end of that year. And he's, I mean, he's probably the best defensive player I've ever seen. The fact that a defensive tackle's college career stands out to us as like yeah. the yeah. best one standalone. What was his really react? that year? Yeah, yeah. Because you know the, his junior year, he was good. Mm-hmm. Was it the Big Twelve championship game? He, yeah, the, he just fucking Texas? blew it up. Yeah, it was, it was like the best performance ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like at one point, did that clock expire? Uh, don't even. Get <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> it looked, looked like it hit zeros to me. It was zeros. Yeah, I was on the field. Shake, get ready to shake hands. Yeah. And, oh yeah, that was a, that was criminal. It's yeah. a screw job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I was still, his? Like, dude, it still irritates me. Yeah, I could tell. I got a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. Do would you mind giving us an, an honest opinion about Matt Nagy's offense? Uh, I defer. I don't. I haven't seen enough of it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I hear a lot of criticism of. It seems to me. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of the Bears. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. But uh, I, I hear a lot of criticism of Fields. But it's as little as I've watched of him. It seems like he's in third and long a lot, mm-hmm. and that's hard on a road. I think. I think Justin Fields is going to be the real deal. I think so too. Yeah, um, he's made those wow throws. That did, did you watch the Browns game as an Ohio guy? Oh yeah. Oh, that was that was uh, rough. He was running for his life the whole yeah. the entire game. crazy. How are you? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields doesn't matter. You're you're you have a you're chance. fucked. Yeah, in yeah. a game like that. That's how it's been most games for him. I mean, that was an assault. That game. Yeah. It was an assault. Yeah. He brought up uh, USC. Obviously, a lot of people. The big talking point now is what's the better job, USC or LSU? 
what do you think that you've had some experience at LSU? Uh, I think they're both. I think they're very comparable because they're both great recruiting bases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when you really think about it, USC should be a better job because probably year in and year out, the the SEC is going to be deeper and maybe a little better than the. I mean, the Pac-10 is a good conference. Yep. But USC should be able to have the you know yeah. the advantage on everybody in the, in in recruiting there. So. I don't know. Did uh, you did you feel things start to tilt last year when you were there? Was it? I mean, last year was such a uh, shit show with the you know the opt outs and uh, the COVID and all the things that went on and you know. But I don't know. I didn't really know what was going to happen. I mean, there. you guys yeah. had twenty one scholarship defensive players going into the Florida game. Yeah, I mean, just, like, not just great. Tough. That's not tough. great. Yeah, it was just crazy stuff. You know, I mean, just some of the things that went on were. You know, that was outside of a lot of people's control. Yeah. Um, I just, when I was saw all the, all the crap that was going on there during this offseason, you knew that something was, wasn't going to yeah. end well there. Are you pretty good somebody. buddies with him? I wouldn't call him buddies. I, yeah. He's an acquaintance. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, uh, I mean, heck, he just won a national championship, what, two years ago? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. You what, know have you, what have you done for me lately? That's a business. I guess so, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. I got a question for you. Do you. Did you recognize me when you walked in? Jesus Christ. What do you mean? Just like I said it. Did you recognize me? No. Why? You guys used my face as uh, one of the play call <laughs> in like 2014. I can't find it on the internet, but I was on one of your play call sheets. Like the, the big board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, you know, there was so Gans, I, I texted Gans. I'm like, hey, how do I get on there? And 10 minutes later, he was drawing them up because that was his job. Yeah. As a GA quarterback, some of the coach. things that were on that yeah. board, <laughs> including his family. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah, that was like six, seven years that ago. Was that was a long, long time, time ago. Yeah. Um, it was that a night was game. Aw that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and here we are, full circle. I know. <laughs> well, and then and they had uh, us at the sidelines for the north uh, for the northwestern Nebraska. game at Ryan Field, yep. where yep. it was about ninety-five percent Nebraska fans. Yeah. So thanks for that. We were yeah. on your sidelines for that game. That was fun. They go. were yeah. your tickets, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Thank you, cards in the mail. The I do remember though when I, after the game I was I was asking Gans I'm like so what was my play call what was my play call and it was a flat pass that Taylor Martinez ended up throwing a pick six on and then it wasn't used the rest of the game. Yeah, it was probably yeah. <laughs> so that I'm probably not. didn't end well either with me. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> That's great. You uh, had only one play call. Uh, I, I don't know how many times he put that. I remember him saying it was like, yeah, it's a, it was a tempo play uh, where he tried to hit, I don't know. Abdullah or somebody. Someone yeah. in the flat. Yeah. And it was a pick six. <laughs> yeah. We won that game, though, right? Oh, yeah. You guys yeah. did. It wasn't at the Nebraska game we were at that you used my face, my likeness. I still, <laughs> that's, I should be charging you for that. Um, but you guys did win when we were on the sidelines, yeah. I wondered why everyone was why there was so many like a big after one of the games that there was a big everyone was trying to get those things, like they were asking for like pictures. It must have been because your face was maybe on it. everybody wanted it. This all the women, like, yeah, all the all of them, <laughs> every woman in Chicago and Lincoln, all of them. They wanted this mug. Who is this mystery man? They're like, I want, I want a piece of that guy. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Can you blame them? Gans, Gans created it. Gans, yeah. uh, all right, so I want you – I know the answer to this question. I should preface this, but do you remember Josh Freeman's recruitment? 
Oh, yeah. Quarterback. Do you remember why he didn't go to Nebraska? He was kind of gone. Like, that was the year I came in. Was that the year? Yeah. And uh, I don't remember why he didn't go. He went to Kansas State, right? He went to KSU. And Gans told us the story of – he was on his uh, his unofficial or official visit at Nebraska, and they were – you guys were watching film, and he walked into the room with an assistant, and he goes, I'm going to beat that kid out next year. And it was Gans that they were watching film on, and Gans looked at him and snapped and said, yeah, you're going to beat me out, motherfucker, or whatever he said. And never heard from Josh Freeman again. Went to Kansas State. Mm. So Gans is the reason why Josh Freeman didn't go to Kansas State. It's a good thing. Yeah. Gans was – I mean, Gans is a competitor. You know oh, yeah. yeah. Tough asshole. He's not – I wish I would have had him for more. I mean, he was just one year. Yeah. Yeah. What? What is he, 5'10"? I think he's like my height. I think he's like six one. Do you, do you wish he just recruited more Southside Chicago guys? That's just what the, it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, he I didn't mean, recruit games, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But we really wanted to win, though. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> you're, you, yeah. Do you have a player you rode the most as a coach? Like, God damn it, Murphy, or a player like, that you over, liked like, to ride? Yeah, just whether it's like a long snapper, or like a backup corner, where you're just like, you know what? I I, I, I know I'm gonna get pissed off this year. I got to pick a kid out, just fucking take it out on him. Compton. No, I, <laughs> I rode Compton, but uh, um, not, not really. I, yeah. There were always kids like that. that um, and they were, so you, you always had to find the guys, too, that you could ride. Like, Will was the kind of guy you could get on because you knew that the player, you knew that he was going to be able to handle it the right way. Mm-hmm. And the other players would respond to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they would respond. You, know, you can't – there are some kids you can't yell at because they're just going to tuck tail and – Yeah, turtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean – what, what about Mark, your nephew? My nephew? Well, oh, he just drove me crazy. Walk on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He walk, well, he walked on, he earned his scholarship. And, oh, he used to drive my brother crazy. <laughs> I'd be down at the other side. And Mark, you know, he's only like – he played – started center two years for us and – I think Mark's probably just under six feet, mm-hmm. and but he was really athletic for a bigger guy, and he played center, smart as shit, you know, like a math major, like like a thirty-five ACT type type guy, and and he would be, <laughs> he would climb. He asked Compton. He used to drive Compton crazy that he would, you know, let's say they, you know, you draw on the card that you want the center to kind of work over and check the 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 mm-hmm. the tackle and then then climb to the linebacker. Well, Mark would know what the play was and and he would just climb right now and run up and run and cut Will off cuz he knew and, and or or push him by the play and I would be down with these like watching the offense and I'd hear they don't block it like that, Mark. <laughs> and he's like they should. And he would just drive my brother crazy. And he would, we'd be walking off the practice field, and he'd be like, I'm going to kill your nephew. <laughs> like, dead serious. Did you ever fuck with any of your coaching staff? Oh, like all the time. Uh, what about football ops guys? Oh, yeah. Do you the have dance. any specific stories? Oh, about with, with Jamrock? Mm hmm. Oh, be, I, you got, you, it would take days. We used to mess. We used to. We used to put ghost it was, chili. Yes, it was, it was is harassment exactly. is what it was. You'd probably get canceled for this if the story came out, but we're going to do it anyways because it's that good of a story. <laughs> the ghost chili? Yep. Every, every, so every time we went on a road trip, 
I don't even know if Jamrock knows ever. I don't know if we ever told him, but <laughs> he would. We'd have sandwich like sandwiches, and and we knew where his sandwich where they would put it. You know, he was kind of in charge of it, and we'd pick it up. You'd go to the, you know, you'd obviously head to the airport, <laughs> and we would take ghost jelly sauce. Oh Jesus! And put it on his. <laughs> Sandwich every week. Can like we dumb be, and dumber. Yeah, yes. And he would go, and he, we'd be sitting there on the plane, and I'd, I'd be looking. Oh, I'd look back at him, and he wouldn't start eating until he sat down. He'd sat down, and he starts eating. And this stuff is lethal. <laughs> and you know, you'd see him. He'd be like this, like trying to get the stewardesses, like double fisted, drinking water. And every single week. It was like, how many times are we going to do this? And he's not going to like figure out that somebody's. How could he? The one day where we get there, I go up to my room. We come down for the team meal and we sit down and I'm like sitting there. He's sitting there at the table and I'm sitting there thinking, is he ever going to? And I, so I said, um, we're watching. I go, hey, did anybody have one of those sandwiches? I said, those peppers. And he goes, oh, I did. He goes, God, I haven't got off the toilet since we landed. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God! It's, it's just the simple crying. pranks like that that make my fucking life. They used to rub. They used to like remote. They would like Gans and Timmy Marlowe. There was this one kid who worked in that room. He was like great on computers. So they go and and they would like get like where they could remote like have like work Jamrog's computer from you know from yeah. there's from a different station. Yep and. They'd say, hey, go into his office. So I'd go into the office, and Jeff would be sitting there, and I'd act like I was going to ask him something. And I'd sit on the back, on his back credenza there where he could, where I could see his computer. And he's sitting there, and then they'd have, first, they would, like, he'd be sitting there talking, and, and they're, like, they'd start flashing over the thing where compute, like, calculators start going like this. And he'd be trying to click them off. And I'd be going, <laughs> Jeff, what the hell's going on with your computer? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. There's, it's got some kind of virus or something. And then they, they, those things, so those things would disappear. And then they'd be, they like pictures of like these fat guys, like with their boobs hanging out, like sitting there, like, like weighed 300 pounds. And I'd be like, and those pictures would start fly, flashing up on his computer. I'd be like, Jeff, what's going on? He'd be like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be trying to click off things as fast as he could. It was so funny. <laughs> is that the shit you miss if you miss anything? Is it bullshit around the boys, or is it really the competitiveness? Both, you know, both of those yeah. things. But, uh, well, there were some fun things that used okay. to go on. But, uh, but I, you know, I, I miss game day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I miss uh, – I do. I miss the 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 strategy part of things, and I got to tell you that it started to get worse. Like as far as when I'm, like I enjoyed the 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 detail, like the the real strategic part of things, and to a certain point, you know that that started going away a little bit a few years back, where kids, you know. They they know less and less about football when you get them and like like I always tell coaches you know it's only a good idea if they can execute if the players can execute it well we used to do things like if they do this we're gonna do this and we're gonna check to this if they do this and and it got to a point where uh, we can't do that anymore because kids didn't even know they they know less and less about the game like the things that we knew growing up about football. Like from playing in the backyard or whatever, 
you'd be surprised that kids know nothing. Like, like if it's not on uh, NCAA or Madden, yeah. they don't know it. So what causes that then? So where's the disconnect for this generation versus previous generation? What they watch, like they don't play in their back. Most of them didn't play the sport in their backyard growing up. Mm-hmm. And they don't really watch the game. Like obviously my son, he watched the game. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he watched it with me, he was, grew up in it. But most kids, they don't even watch. Like, like I would come into like a couple years ago, I'd sit there and say, hey, did you guys watch that Monday night game last night? They don't even watch. They don't watch football. That I mean, crazy. and not that like, and that's kind of, you know, let's face it. Think about the amount of things that you learned growing up just from watching the games yeah. on Sunday. But yeah. a lot of these kids, more, less and less kids really grow up watching the sport. Mm-hmm. Sad. It's going to get worse let, and worse, Let me too. ask you a question. Yeah. What's it like watching football with your old man? I mean, we agree on some <laughs> things. But, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we see eye to eye a lot defensively. So, I think we agree on a lot. But, um he doesn't. He doesn't really like to watch football as much as I do. I, I never okay. miss a primetime game. Like I watch mm-hmm. every yeah. every primetime NFL game. But you know, he's more of a hockey guy. So oh, he's a he's a Pens guy. Penguins, so baby, okay. <laughs> Sid Crosby and the boys. Ryan Whitney is he a pussy? Huh? Is Ryan Whitney a pussy? You remember that name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pussy. He, he is. Say, can you say that for the record? Ryan Whitney's a pussy. He's a pussy. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> Uh, he's got one of like how Will you guys have got to be Blackhawks guys, right? Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if they've beaten the Penguins in like five years. They haven't beaten anybody all year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're or it's it's a rough going for the Hawks right now. I don't think. I mean, that was always my dream. Like when like ten years ago, it was like eventually we're gonna have a Taves versus Sid Stanley Cup, and it was and it would be like the series of the century. I mean, it just never like two ships pass in the night never happened. And now the Hawks have just cratered later it's tough i watch the game you know i don't watch that like patrick says i mean i kind of glance at the games on tv but i get frustrated I, sometimes i feel like i'm working mm-hmm. when you're watching hockey no or when i'm watching football, football. that's yeah. that's what i was trying to get at yeah. are you like breaking down the x's like oh Some. i can't spin his hips what about like, going in the booth huh what about going in the little monday night football no, Mike Tarico and uh bob polini i'd probably last about a game and then they <laughs> no, chance. Yeah. no chance no yeah. chance is there any coach you really particularly enjoy watching? Like you'd like to see what he does differently? Um, like now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, I have a, obviously a ton of respect for Saban. I yeah. mean, I think he does a great job. Um, so, uh, I mean, Nebraska's <clears throat> – obviously it's not the 1990s Tom Osborne in Nebraska anymore, but what was it like recruiting against the Nick Saban? Like, all right, you're, you got this quarterback prospect. You got him on campus. You got – you're close on him, but he's down to you in Nebraska. It's like, how the fuck do we try to convince him to come here instead of there? Well, you know, that's the hard part. Like, that's what I say the hard, the, the challenge is for Nebraska now is recruiting happens so fast that, you know, where kids are, I mean, things are happening quick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot earlier than they used to. It's hard to even get those kids on campus. They were – I mean, I was realistic. We recruited great players when I was at Nebraska. But, like, if I was going into Alabama and Alabama had offered a kid, I remember going in to see Jameis – I remember seeing Jameis Winston. And I was like – and there, one guy said, hey, this kid's a great player. He was a great baseball player too. And they Drafting, said, I believe. And I was like, 
listen, I'm not, we ain't getting him. Yeah. I said, let's go to the next guy. I'm not, I'm not going to. It's resources and money and everything. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, I'm not going to waste my time. I mean, I was realistic enough. Now, we got Amir Abdullah out of, Stunning. because other, you know, the other schools wanted him to play corner and this and that, and they didn't, you know, I don't know if he's big enough to play running back, and we went all in on him. Because we had a, we felt like that gave us the edge, and because we, you know, we believed he was going to be a great player. He was. He, yeah. At the game we were at, yeah. he had like 270 yards. Yeah. I want to say he was yeah. all over the place. And at the end of the, and a better person. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, he, he guys like that, you know, him, Rex Burkhead, those guys, you know, I just I loved those kids because they were program changers. I, they, loved, I loved Rex Burkhead. Did Belichick the call you about Rex at all? Was he like, hey, do we, do we like is this guy a good player? He got uh, oh, actually, the guy who uh, who was who kind of stamp who really got Burkhead going was uh, who was with the Bengals when they drafted him was John Cooper, one of my my high school, my college coach. Mm-hmm. He was like a consultant there, and he was trying to sell their scouts. You know, like everybody else. Everyone was trying to poke holes, and Coach Cooper was like, "Bo, am I crazy, or is this guy as good as I?" I said, "He's a he's a great kid. A great, he, he's going to play. He's going to mm-hmm. play, and he's going to change your locker room. He's going to make you a better football team." And he and uh, Coach Cooper sold them on drafting him, and then I don't think they really gave him the opportunity. And then obviously he goes and kicked ass for New England for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean because Bill Bill's on. I mean obviously he is Bill saw what he could bring to the team and and he had a great career there belichick called you about rivers though yeah Derek rivers and yeah i mean bill belichick i mean you know people can say whatever they want and he just works his ass off like he he was asking me about a kid that he was from ysu he was got on this like i i said hey he called me about somebody and i remember i was getting on a plane i was getting ready to get on a plane and he calls me about something and I said hey Bill there's this kid at YSU who's going to be a senior this this was like a whole year before year and a half before that this kid was going to be in a draft and I said I think he's your kind of guy and I said he's this that and he goes well what number is he and he whatever by the time I had this is like a this kid wasn't even on the draft eligible that year and he had watched like two or like by the time I got off that plane, off that plane flight, he Bell had, Bell had already watched a kid like like three games on the kid. Just <laughs> an animal. How does that? Well, does people sleep? wonder why he's is why he is what he is? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just outworks people, mm-hmm. and obviously he's smart as hell. And I mean, and I just I mean I, I have the utmost respect for. Did that you guy. overlap with him in New England at all? Or he you... was. I was on my way out when he came okay. in. Okay. Okay. And he actually. Like tried to get me to stay, mm-hmm. and not that I mean obviously I have so much respect for, but I, I I couldn't do I like I felt like I owed I felt like I would have been being disloyal to Pete. Okay, so I that's when I went to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yuck, that's okay. <laughs> Whatever. I, you know I never lost to the Bears though. Well, no shit. <laughs> of course, what, I always tell what I always you, tell Gans that. I guess we'll kind of wrap up here. I just have one last question for you. What What made you go? If you had this, you really got your start in the NFL. What was attractive about the college game, or was it just like this was the best opportunity, and you just kind of picked that lane? You know what? I had never thought of coaching college for. Once I was in the NFL, I loved it, mm-hmm. and 
But at the time, my wife and I, you know, we, you know, we, uh, you know, we had three young kids. Well, actually, uh, Carolyn wasn't born. We had two kids, and Carolyn wasn't born until we got to Nebraska, and and uh, and I, we had been three years in three years in uh, San Francisco, three years in New England, and three years in Green Bay, and I was like. My kids are, you know, young. They're going to start getting to a point where they're going to schools. And let's try, you know, I got this. I had an opportunity to go to Nebraska, which I didn't even know where freaking Nebraska was at the time <laughs> when I when they first brought it up to me. Monty Kiffin, before we played yep. Yep. Tampa, brings it up to me. And I'm like <clears throat> thinking, where the hell is Nebraska? I don't even know where it was. And so I sit, so I decided to do this, like to, to give it a shot because I was like, maybe this will be more stable for the for my family. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, so I, I take that job. We get fired in a year. We win 10 games. and like and So I go there. I go to Oklahoma for a year, and I go to LSU. So I'm at three. So I was at four houses in four years. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, this was a bad decision. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, it, and then it, you know, who would have thought that it would have ended up the way it did? But. Like I did, I, I was doing it for, you know, for uh, basically to, so my kids could grow up in one house. Yeah. Okay. We were, just, we were, I, we'd build a house and we'd be out of it in six months. Right. Yeah. But you know, that's just the way it was just weird circumstances. Yeah. Just life. So just now, how long have stuff. you been in Chicago for? Just four months, five months. Okay. So you, yeah. you're not the, the man behind the curtain of the faux Polini account on Twitter. <laughs> I wish that. Because I know hilarious. that guy's in Chicago. I'm pretty That's, sure. Yeah, he's a lawyer in Chicago. Isn't oh, he? he's just—I didn't know he's a lawyer. I think I think he is. I could be wrong, but that guy's you, I, I'm assuming like, you're not I, big on social media. I'd right? like to go. I like that guy. I'd like to go find him. <laughs> he's somewhere. Like in if, Chicago, I I terminal, <laughs> if I got a terminal, if I got a terminal illness, I'd, I'd go. That'd be that the make guy, a wish. I'd go find him. <laughs> like fan. a lot of people, everyone like, oh, he's funny. I'm like, what would you do to him? I think he's funny. But what? No, he like he lives in he like now. There's a guy who lives in his mom's basement. Yeah, I mean, well, let, me, let me really. I'm pretty sure lie. he's a lawyer, so he's obviously doing well. <laughs> well, I mean, what, could you probably, imagine his law firm? I mean, what are they paying him for? He sits around on a. And he doesn't tweet that much. Oh, he tweets. He used to <laughs> all the time. No, oh, not yeah. anymore. Well, yeah, not anymore. But. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Fuck that. When he I was at Nebraska, I hate him. He's got six hundred thirty-three thousand. He's no fun on Twitter. He's no fun. Oh, well, fun. Th- what about that? That says volumes about you culturally that you are it's interesting true. enough to have somebody else pose as like a fake social media account. And people are that amused by it because you rise to that level in our culture. Yeah, because they. Yeah. He has like six times the amount of followers as he does on Twitter for a reason. <laughs> yeah, because you're probably out there like, yeah, great steak today. You know, sun sets beautifully. No. You know, but this guy's over there like. I hey. don't tweet. Yeah. Let's just. I'm not whatever you twit or whatever. That <laughs> yeah. that I, I, I like. I despise social media. I hate it. I think well, it's the ruination of our culture. Well, if you were a young guy and you wanted to check out girls. You know, like I yeah. think you probably like social media a lot more there, Bo. <laughs> a little, a little less what do you social mean media, to check more check out girls. I what mean, does that you, mean? Yeah, on Instagram, yeah, you like can look Instagram, at girls' you profiles. Look at hot girl, like it's it's basically just like a, a. That's not real. I know it's not. What do you? Yes, it is. But it's suspending reality is fun. It's more. Re, it's more real than the. It's more real than the exactly. BCS ratings. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. No, okay, he's just. A, he's just a stubborn boomer. 
<laughs> he doesn't understand. But yes, I do. I hate social media. Do you guys you like social let, media? Let, uh, no. they're, they're, they work for barstool feeling. sports. Yeah. They obviously no, like I mean, social I mean, media. You're saying like, do we like it? That doesn't mean I like it though. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like yeah, it. I kind of wish it wasn't. I don't like it at all. Yeah. No, I think it's very useful in some mm-hmm. like, and, and it's necessary in some regards. But it's definitely it, necessary. it goes over the top. Yeah. So you think more kids playing football in the backyard, less time on their phone, and the world would be better off. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, tackling each other until yeah. their next snap in the backyard. That's any interest exactly. in a, like a run for office? I saw Tommy Tuberville. You know, like, do you have any? Tom Osborne too. Yeah, that's true. I just, I, I'm going to go right to president. <laughs> yeah, no, he'd go to jail. I'm not, I'm not doing the. It, let me tell you, it would be the. I most, would love to see you go on a campaign trip. It would be the most politically incorrect <laughs> campaign ever run. I love it. That plays these days, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, this is Bo Polini. Thank you very much for coming in. I hope you enjoy your time with Barstool Chicago. Enjoy it, fellas. Appreciate yeah. it. Love. What was your favorite part? Oh, God. D- knowing that you were on one of our boards. <laughs> that was my favorite part, too. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's... I'm going to tell Gans that I'll never, like. We'll, uh, we'll put him on FaceTime after, after the interview's over. So I wondered why, that. like, something that, like, really screwed with me like during one of those games when I looked over and it some scared me about those boards. It was just him putting his buddies faces on it and <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> That's why it's awesome though. But thanks coach. No yep, doubt. That was great coach. Enjoyed. Thanks for coming in. No doubt. That's Paul Polini. Guy's guy. Yeah. I was a fan of his beforehand sorry. and I'll even admit that a lot of it's kind of just needle Nebraska fans. Because I do like to do that because I, I, I do think that with the current state of their program that they um, their you know, their ceiling isn't what it used to be when they were in the Big 12 and that nine ten wins a year is about as good as you can possibly ask for all things considered. And he got them there and Nebraska fans just kind of threw him out to dry. Maybe it was because he was abrasive on the sidelines. I don't know. But after interviewing him. I will take away all my trolling and say that sincerely. Super nice guy. And then I also like that he confirmed our theory that we've talked about forever, that they just can't recruit Texas anymore because they don't play down there. So now they they used to have, like, a pipeline for years and years and years and this JUCO pipeline out of Texas. And as soon as they switched conferences, that dried up, and now they have to basically start all over and they just can't Mm -hmm. get guys in. And that's going to be a problem for whoever the coach is. doesn't matter if it's Scott Frost. Whoever else, Scott Frost probably on the hot seat again. Do you think that they should go back to the Big 12? Like, the Big 12 is in flux. They might not see a Nebraska team as as attractive. Yeah, Them and Mizzou the, should go The back. amount of yeah. money yes. that they're getting from the Big 10, that'll never happen. I understand, but it's like, so short term, they're like, ah, we can't do it. But if you're making a ton of money long term because you're having more success. I don't think that outweighs the Big 10 network money. Yeah, probably not. It's all about Otherwise the money, Chief. Let me yeah. tell you about money. Let's give one one show will give you a lesson about money, right, Dave? Yeah, I like that. Okay. I, what are you smiling at? Yeah, what are you? I was just kind of yesing him to yes him so he could change. But no. what, what did you mean by that? I'm just fucking <laughs> around. Don't let White Sox Dave push you around like that. He did kind of bundle you there, Ed. It's okay. <laughs> Ed's used to it. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Do we have uh, – we t- we touched on this just yesterday. Quick, can we do just like a quick uh, – do you have any like Blackhawk stuff? Uh, not really. 
not really. I mean, we kind of covered it yesterday. Um, you know, on the Tuesday episode, I, I look at they're they're gonna they're playing Carolina tonight. We're recording on Wednesday. They're gonna get, probably gonna get hammered by Carolina. They got a tough stretch coming up here. I don't know what they they don't really have any more levers to pull because I don't think that firing the coach and giving it to Mark Crawford, which I would assume is their only real option, is going to fix anything. So they just kind of have to ride it out. Uh, Supposedly they have another COVID outbreak in the team today. So the roster against Carolina is going to be pretty bad. I wish I could – I'll tweet it out, but you guys should be – if you – you guys should – everyone should be betting on Carolina tonight. I'll say that. Oh, I like that. Thank you. So sorry for the listeners. This game is already finalized with the Hawks. I don't like the Hawks tonight given all the circumstances. But before those lineup announcements are made – people in the room you might want to bet on the on the hurricanes and uh yeah i just i just don't think they're there's no way i don't see a way out of this right now okay so until we talk next week probably gonna be a little bit tough stretch yeah okay well i do appreciate you putting the pick out there and follow chief on social media he's putting picks out yeah other than just now on the podcast Mm -hmm. retroactively yeah well well, I mean, it's not like really retro. No, I'm doing it in real time, but the people listening to it, you guys don't benefit. But you should know, anyways. Uh, last serious thing I have here is, uh, and, it, and this isn't even that serious. The the Bulls Sixers, I just like can't get my mind off this back to back matchup because when we come in next week, I'm just going to feel much better about how we match up against mm-hmm. a team we very likely could see in the first or second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. I do think that this is going to be a big time uh, Lonzo Ball talking points game during the broadcast because it, it'll be, all be about him and Simmons and it's like look how much Lonzo Ball how much better Lonzo Ball's gotten defensively on his jump shot he's really worked on it and proved it Lonzo Ball works hard Ben Simmons doesn't want to do it like that's going to be said I wish we could bet on that like how many times that mm-hmm. comp is made during the game over the next two games they play back to back because that will be a talking point because Lonzo's great like he's yeah, he's, I, he's I, way I, better he, than he, I thought he flew under the radar of our conversation yesterday because it was like we're just yeah, the Rosen and yeah. Levine and all this shit, but like yeah, but balls. I think I said it last week. I I had this just, and I'll say it was unfair. I had this unfair stigma about him because his loudmouth father that he was just this like punk, like like schoolyard, no defense, throwing up broke ass shots, players. And I was and and granted, I don't really follow the NBA. Everybody knows that, but I could not have been more wrong. He plays. Awesome defense. Yeah, he works his ass off. I really like him. I and, couldn't believe it. And there's that cliche. I don't even know if it's a cliche, but they call him a pass first, pass second, pass point guard. You know, like mm-hmm. instead of pass first, shoot, it's pass pass. Like he's I I like a guy who like an old school point guard just doesn't even care about scoring, wants to distribute the ball. He's but fun he does to watch. Score a little bit. He scores a little bit. Yeah, and he's and he's made himself. He's a way better player than he was when he came into the league. For sure. Yeah. Bulls, they're fun, man. They are. They're going to get us through this dog shit winter they're where good. it's getting dark fun. out at 4 fucking p.m. Yeah, that's they're a good, good point. I'm tired of fun. Yeah, Sorry. that's a good it's point. Just, uh, tired of hearing fun, the word fun. Well, but they're like the, the way that I mean it, it's like even when, like, remember those Pistons teams from the early 2000s? Like, they were obviously awesome. They yeah. were zero fun. They were zero fun. The Bulls are good and fun. Like, yeah, I guess I just connotated connotated with sure. like, Spurs when they were yeah. good. And it's like, oh, we got players now. Like we're gonna be fun. Yeah, you know, okay, like, I see that's what you're every time. Yeah. Like last year was like the fun word. Yeah. Now it's like no, it's like this isn't like say no cabbage patch shit. All right. Like, Do we yeah. want them to win? Yes. Right. Expectation. We expect yeah. to win. Yeah. But that's just me splitting hairs. Yeah. That's fair. 
That is fair, but uh, the Saturday game too at home. UC should be rocking I Saturday. Think it'll be a zoo. It'll be up for grabs, especially if they win against uh, win tonight. You know, like the Knicks game on Thursday, we were all jacked up about, but this should be this should be fucking cool. Oh yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed, we can maintain it. I have thoroughly enjoyed. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the start to the NBA season, and uh, the Bears aren't giving us any other reason than to do anything other than look forward to the NBA season. Couple quick announcements, just to recap here. You guys see this stuff? You're watching this podcast on video. Go check out our Chicago YouTube page. If you're not subscribed there, you'll see the Barstool Bite stuff. This is like a big launch for the company. You're going to see a ton of this shit all over the place. The food's pretty fucking good, guys. be honest with you. I shouldn't say pretty good. It's, it's very good. So uh, we're in the food game. We're also in the Hooters game. Saturday, 1-4. to We'll be out watching college football. A lot of people have been saying White Sox Dave at a Hooters is like seeing a fucking lion on a safari. <laughs> like, you, you could hit the jackpot here, guys. You could see White Sox Dave in his fucking element in the wild. It's a, it's a spectacle to behold. Give us one of the... Oh. I can't do that. You just got to get it out of me. I so, can't do it on so the man. When, the, when those waitresses come over, what are you thinking about? <laughs> I'm not thinking about nothing. Okay. I'm thinking well. about what my food order is going to be. <laughs> okay. A couple dozen wings. Ed's pr- Ed told us he's going to do the hot challenge. Uh, I think it's Ed, at Hooters, I believe it's the 911 that's ga- that's That's gaslighting. That's uh, what else is the termination? I'm just sitting here thinking about buffalo shrimp. That cool. shrimp buffalo shrimp. Yeah, I miss that. I don't, I don't know. I just I love their buffalo shrimp. We'll see you guys this Saturday, one of four at Hooters. And then last thing, Iowa. Uh, app is live. Sportsbook app is live in Iowa. We, got a we, lot do, of we do have a lot of Iowa listeners. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, Sportsbook's live, so download it. You don't have to go to a property like you do have to in shitty Illinois. The great state of Iowa, yep. Yep, you can just fire up the app store, download it, start wagering. Legally and responsibly. So have at it. Um, all right, guys, this is good shit. We've got to run down to do. A big snake drive. Go listen to all our stuff. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast. Oh, and then uh, wasting my time. Good luck to the Shamrocks this weekend. Good, good luck to, to Brother Rice against yeah. Yorktown. I'll be at a Hooters watch party. Otherwise, I'll be on the sidelines calling plays. Yorktown seven eight. No, that's big game. Insane. Rochelle, let's go Rocks. Are they is Roselle good? You got a scouting report? They're a higher seed. They were a better record than us, but you know they're for, they're not Rochelle. It's hard Are to get you a hosting? Real to read. You're hosting, right? It's a, yeah. Uh huh. It's Rochelle's a, a good Triton. football program. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a good football program. I just don't know much about them traditionally because of It's not. not too far away either. It's just like an hour west of. Okay. Brother Ice is going out to Yorktown, which is an over two-hour plus 220 bus ride, which is going to be tough. Hopefully those kids got there a little early stretch of legs. To Yorkville? I thought it was Yorktown. Yorkville, Yorkville is where my family is from. My cousins are. Yeah. Is that Yorkville, far west? It's down, Yorkville? It's down 47. Yorkville's so like south of us. It's south like, of us. No, it's, I'm it's not just thinking west of Aurora. Yeah, it's it's not, I'm not far thi- from No, I'm not thinking of Kendall County here, guys. Yeah, that's, you are. Yorkville's Kendall County. I'm not thinking of Kendall okay. County. They're playing Yorktown. Come on, guys. You think there can only be two Yorks? I, I heard York Yorkville. is in Elmhurst. Yorktown or Yorkville is Yorkville. I've never heard of Yorktown. Yorktown Shopping Center. That's the Fox Valley Mall. Yeah. Man, maybe I got that wrong. Yeah, because that's not two hours west. Yorktown's like 20 minutes past me. It's like 20 minutes past the Aurora Casino. Just keep talking so I get this. Well, Yorkville football 
finish fifth in the conference. So let's see what they did last week. I was going to say, there's no the, fucking... York, No, it is Yorkville. The, the Fighting Foxes. They're yeah, playing Brother it. Rice Saturday, um, Saturday the 6th. So it is they Yorkville. Did have Are a you kid? sure Yorkville York, isn't Yorkville. fucking far away? It York, isn't that far Yorkville away. Yorkville is in Kendall County. It is right down Route 47. I've been there a thousand times. Now, I think there's a Yorktown You know who lives there in There might York. be, but you're playing Yeah, Yorkville. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. And I'll be very honest right now. If we do have a guy from Yorktown listening to the show, I don't know what your pop. I think it's like six hundred population. I was your. It surprises me that Yorkville is seven A. You know who lives in Yorkville? My, my cousins, uncle Bobby. My cousins do too. Shout out the Duffies. There you go. Yeah. Shout out the Duffies. That's the good side of the family. Good luck to tell. all our. Good luck to all our neighborhood guys that are playing. Good luck to all our listeners that are competing. Your brothers, all that shit. This is a great. Uh, and the White Sox just woke, in, uh, woke up to being fifth favorites for the World Series next year. We'll have an expansive hot stove show coming this offseason. Until then, all gas. No breaks. TJ, play that shit.